This is Jennifer Hadley, and I'm grateful to be able to transcend time and space this way in order to be with you. The workshop you're about to listen to was recorded live on the phone with an audience. I encourage you to print out the transcript and have it in front of you. You can get the link to download the transcript on the CD cover. This way you can make your notes of personal ahas and insights, and you'll have them to go back to later. I invite you to pause the recording after the prayer at the beginning and take a moment to write down your intention for healing. You can intend to participate fully and listen wholeheartedly. Remember, you share the benefits of your healing and expansion with everyone because you're one with them. There's no extra charge to make the most of your investment. You're so worth it. Thank you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yay! It's time to heal self-sabotage. <laughs> it's about time <laughs> to heal self-sabotage. Oh my goodness. I have been really looking forward to this topic. In fact, I have had a, a hankering to address this topic for quite a while. Uh, I think last year... I was really feeling called to it, so I finally get to uh, share with you, my beloved, and I'm so grateful for that, so, so grateful. So I have a ton to share. I'm going to share as much as I possibly can in the time allotted, and uh, and then if there's a little time left over, I will take questions um, on the phone and um, take questions about finding freedom class or anything. So uh, the actual workshop will probably go about 75 minutes. And uh, the best way to enter a question for me to address during the workshop is to type it in there on the screen if you're at the screen. And you see the box there where you can uh, enter in. So I'm going to take a sip of my spiritual espresso here, and then we are going to be off and running like wildfire. (laughs) All right. Let us begin with that holy breath of love and gratitude. Let's place our hand on our heart and remember that we are heart-centered beings, that the kingdom is within, it's pre-installed, and we are pre-approved. We have an unlimited line of credit for love and peace and joy and harmony and freedom and wisdom, and clarity. 
We are grateful and thankful to claim our inheritance right now. We are dedicating ourselves to fully and completely releasing, resolving, and dissolving back to the root source any and all patterns of self-sabotage. We are dedicating ourselves to knowing the truth that liberates us from all negativity. Truly, we are grateful and thankful to place on the holy altar fire of God's love all habits of self-sabotage, all patterns of self-sabotage, all inclinations and even remembrances of self-sabotage. We're setting ourselves free and we're sharing the benefits with everyone, with all humanity, because we are one with them. We are grateful and we are thankful for our holy walk of love. Our life is the life of God. Our heart is the heart of God. Our mind is the mind of God. There is only this one, and we are grateful to remember and recognize it right now. In love and gratitude, we are set free. In love and gratitude, we remember our divinity. In love and gratitude, this prayer is answered in its fullness, and we accept it as already done. We allow the healing fully and completely, and we give thanks for it. Raising our vibration with this holy breath of love and gratitude, we accept the answered prayer fully and completely. We allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm. So beautiful. What I absolutely love about the time that we live in is that I am able to offer a virtual ministry, a global healing ministry. And it's not presumptuous of me to say that because my intention is to fully remember that there is only one. So that includes every being on the planet, including Mother Earth, including all of her many kingdoms, the plants, the animals, the water, that there is only one. And so I think of my heart, my mind, my life as a global healing ministry, that every choice that I make affects the whole. It influences the whole because of the unity of all life. And so I think we can all think of our life as a global healing ministry. Certainly any one of us who is a dedicated spiritual seeker, finder of truth and that in our willingness to consider that our life brings benefit to all in that we are awakened to the power and the presence of love more fully and completely and so The ego would say, how dare you? How dare you think of yourself as having that level of influence? And the spirit says, remember, you always have that level of influence. I 
have been sharing with people lately that my aspiration is to attain enlightenment in this lifetime. And I notice that as I share that, I am healing the pattern of thinking that it's egotistical to even think that you could be, that I could be close to enlightenment. But how dare I not? How dare I not aspire to that? If I'm not aspiring to attain enlightenment in this lifetime, then I'm not listening to anything that I share. (laughs) I'm not listening to the voice of truth that is my true identity. So we're all being called to accept that we can attain enlightenment now. Now is the time for us to attain enlightenment. And we can. And we are. And we will. If we choose it. And the choice is up to us. It's not up to anyone else. It's just up to us. So we are dedicating ourselves to that fully and completely. And what a blessing. What an absolute blessing that we are choosing that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so good, so grateful to begin from this place of a high aspiration. So, I'm going to cover as much as I possibly can. And let us begin with, what is the purpose of self-sabotage? Now, many truth teachings, Course in Miracles, Science of Mind, Many of the truth teachings that I've studied tell us that it's all good, that all things work together for our good. That's what A Course in Miracles says. And what I like to add is, how dare we think otherwise? How dare we think otherwise? If we think that something's not working together for our good, then we're aligned with the ego. That's an indicator. So it takes tremendous learning and willingness to accept and to be willing to understand how it is that all things could work together for our good. So even the habits and patterns of self-sabotage work together for our good. How does that occur? Because the habits and patterns of self-sabotage create tremendous suffering. And that suffering wakes us up to our divinity. Now, we can choose to wake up to our divinity in ways that are easy and graceful and fun and delicious and delightful. Or we can wake up to our divinity through experiences and feelings that are painful, upsetting, hurtful, and destructive. It's our choice. So self-sabotage is a way of waking up to our divinity that's destructive and painful and uncomfortable. And I call it a divine wake-up call. When we're feeling upset, that's the divine alarm clock going off. How does it work? I, I go into this in great detail in the Finding Freedom class the seven-week spiritual boot camp class, and in Masterful Living, my year-long class, uh, we really focus on this. So the divine alarm clock is the emotional body and the physical body 
feeling upset. When we think a thought that isn't true, like, I'm not good enough, if we energize it and invest energy in it by taking action to affirm, I'm not good enough, by affirming that belief, by collecting evidence, by telling other people about it, by making choices to affirm it, then what's going to happen is our emotional body is going to start to feel upset. I use the analogy of the princess and the pea. So our own higher Holy Spirit self is like the princess in the story of the princess and the pea in the sense that she is pristine. So how does the princess and the pea story go? The prince of the kingdom is looking to marry a princess who is pure and pristine. And his mother is trying to help him weed out the posers and the ones who are impure and selfish and base. So the prince, though, is attracted to the feminine form, and so he gets distracted by his attractions. One night, late at night, there's a terrible storm, and this woman comes knocking at the door. She claims to be a princess who got lost in the storm. And so they say, well, you can come in, and we'll give you room and board and all of that and set you up. But the mother doesn't believe she's a princess. The The prince is attracted to her, so the mother doesn't believe she's a princess. And so she sets up this bed that has I believe, 20 mattresses upon it. And underneath one of the mattresses, she puts a pea, a little tiny pea, because she knows if that's a true princess who is pristine, that princess will be disturbed by that pea and will not be able to sleep comfortably. And indeed, that's what happens. And so that's how the mother, the queen, proves that this princess is pure and pristine. So when we think a thought that's not true, that's impure, that's false, then it creates a disturbance in our emotional body if we put energy into it. So if we invest in believing in that negative belief, like I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, if we start collecting evidence, if we tell other people about it, if we make choices, to affirm it, then our emotional body is going to feel irritated, frustrated, angry, hurt, upset in some way. That's the divine alarm clock going off. And if we don't address it, then our physical body is going to start to feel irritated, frustrated, upset, worried in some way, shape, or form. This is the divine alarm clock going off. If we don't address when our thinking is incorrect, when it's blatantly and completely false, when we are identified with negativity, with the ego, with the voice of lack and limitation, then it's going to travel like an alarm through our mental body to our emotional body to our physical body. If we don't address it over time, we will become physically ill. It's a very simple way, actually it's very sophisticated too, but it's a very direct route to wake us up so that we address our suffering, 
So many people who engage in intense levels of self-sabotage will find themselves at a point with their face down in humiliation, in the mud and the muck and the mire. Because the higher Holy Spirit self is going to continue to support us in falling down and tripping up and becoming more and more awake and aware to the misery that we are creating. If we use self-medication to deny how we're feeling in the physical body and the emotional body and the mental body, the higher Holy Spirit self works harder and harder and harder to get our attention. Some people don't ever wake up to what is going on. They never hear the divine alarm clock and answer it and say, okay, enough already. I was not born to suffer. I am the son, the daughter of the mother, father, God presence. I am the king and queen presence in the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you. Who is the king in the kingdom? Love is the king in the kingdom. That's our true identity. We are the king or queen in the kingdom, however you want to look at it. Sometimes I I don't like to get bogged down with the gender things. I, I used to have a lot of ego attachment to... Father God, Mother God, not using the word God, all that stuff. And now I just, I, I don't want anything to get in the way of my clear understanding and knowing of God. And so the gender stuff, I just let it go. The king in the kingdom is love. I am the king in the kingdom. That's my true identity. Because we are one with God. We are not separate from God. Self-sabotage has a purpose. The purpose is to keep us identified with the ego, to keep us playing small, to keep us from remembering our divinity, to slow our spiritual growth and awakening down to a snail's pace. That is the purpose of self-sabotage. It is driven by the ego. So every time we feel tempted... To choose self-sabotage or we can see and look back at our choices and recognize we've been choosing self-sabotage. When we feel that we have self-sabotage, then we can simply in that moment say, ah, I have been identifying with the ego. I have been seeing myself as lacking rather than being the king in the kingdom. Instead of choosing love, I've been choosing thoughts of lack and attack, limitation and separation. That is self-sabotage. And then for me, part of my healing process is to go to love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude. So when I realize that I have sabotaged myself, I don't blame anyone else. I don't go into blame at all because then I'm still with the ego. Instead, I partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, 
through the choice of looking for something to be grateful for and a way to energize love in my heart. That takes me back into the kingdom, back to my true identity, back to a path of healing and expansion, prosperity, wholeness, harmony, freedom. That's how we find freedom through a practice of love and gratitude and dedicating ourselves to that. Now, many spiritual seekers know this intellectually, and because they know it intellectually, they think that they live it. But if you don't live it in every single minute of your day, you're not really knowing it and living it. And that's what I realize. I am still knowing it. I'm still remembering the truth about myself because I notice every day there's a point in the day at least once where I recognize I'm pulled into thoughts of lack. I'm pulled into thoughts of judgment and thoughts of attack. And because I immediately start to feel uncomfortable, that's my wake-up call. That's the divine alarm clock going off. If I feel even the slightest irritation or frustration or disappointment or anything like that, I don't deny how I feel. I thank God for how I feel because the divine alarm clock is helping me to remember to choose love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude. So let's take a a breath on that. And let's be grateful that the divine alarm clock is pre-installed. So the purpose of the self-sabotage is to slow our spiritual growth down. So anytime you feel tempted to choose it, know that you're undoing your spiritual progress. You're the one who's choosing that. Course in Miracles tells us all temptation is of the body. So when you feel tempted into self-sabotage, you're identified with the body, you're identified with the ego, and you're, you're, you probably have been making some powerful strides toward identifying with the spirit. And the ego is like, uh-uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, you don't. I can get you. I am going to just trip you up. You still think you're a body, and so here comes the self-medication, here comes the self-sabotage. To me, self-medication is one of the most attractive forms of self-sabotage. At least it has been in my life. And I have made use of so many kinds of self-medication. So we'll get into that. But first, let's get some motivation. Let's get some motivation. So I'm going to invite you to turn within Take that holy breath of love and gratitude. Let us be so grateful and so thankful right now that we don't have to figure out how to have a healing, that we are calling it forth and we are making ourselves available to receive it. And the healing is happening right now. I can feel it. I feel that vibration of healing happening right now. I feel our heart connection right now. And I feel the heart connection with everyone who will ever listen to this recording, ever read this transcript. 
That's what's so beautiful. We can transcend time and space when we are in our loving heart. So we take this breath of love and gratitude and we open our minds right now to discover the highest motivation that we can hold for ourselves. So I invite you to connect with your own higher Holy Spirit self. You don't have to figure out how. We start with being grateful. That's such an easy way for us to raise our vibration. So we're grateful right now that we're calling forth our healing. We're grateful that the higher Holy Spirit self knows the path, and all we have to do is ask, and the pathway is shown to us through our willingness, through our commitment, our dedication, and our devotion we discover and rediscover and remember and recognize the path of our healing, our awakening and our enlightenment. So in this moment, we're asking for divine guidance and inspiration to know in our heart, to feel in our being, what it would feel like, what it would be like, what it will be like, what it will feel like when we are free of all habits of self-sabotage. What will it feel like? What is it? That vibration of wholeness and freedom. So we're giving thanks in this moment for our healing that's happening right now. That right now we're calling for a healing of all the patterns of self-sabotage, self-medication, lack and limitation, the patterns of thoughts of revenge and regret and guilt and blame and shame and unworthiness. We're asking to roll back all those patterns to disconnect from them fully and completely right now and to feel that sense of deep and abiding wholeness, the pristine awareness, experiencing our natural radiance and luminosity, our freedom. And now asking to get a sense of what could our life be like if we were living the highest possibility of love and that we were walking in the world as our higher Holy Spirit self, awake, pristine, luminous, free. And just every day in our daily activities, going to our work, being with our family and our friends and our co-workers, eating food and exercising and doing our spiritual practice in every moment, we are that high vibration of the higher Holy Spirit self. And because we are free, walking in our divinity, we're a way shower. And we don't have to do anything special. Everything we do is pure, comes from a pure motivation 
a place of wholeness. Our physical body is healing. And people are noticing it. And they're inspired to be around us and to be with us. We're easily and gracefully patient and generous and kind. So we're a healing presence wherever we go. Standing online at the bank, in the grocery store, walking down the street, driving in traffic, radiating out a high vibration of blessing, blessing, blessing. Sharing from the overflow, experience the ease and the grace of a flow of love and prosperity, wholeness and harmony. There's a natural, luminous quality that everybody notices and is refreshed by. We don't have to do a lot or say a lot. There's simply a natural joy and freedom that we radiate. We lift the vibration in our neighborhood, in our community, and in the world. We naturally magnetize and attract people who are like-minded. Our friendships and our relationships and our partnerships are healthy and harmonious and beautiful and clean and clear and pure. We're not manipulating anyone. We're not controlling anyone. We're not coping with anything. Not trying to manage any circumstances. Every day is a miraculous flow of blessings. Everywhere we go, we know we're divinely guided and inspired to be there. Everything we need is naturally and gracefully provided for us. And any challenge that we experience is filled with ease and grace and an undercurrent of joy because we know that our challenges contain our answered prayer and we get to share that answered prayer with everyone because we're one with them. We're living in the higher self. We know our true identity and our enlightenment is unfolding and we are certain to attain it. Everything is for us and we are in tune with the infinite. Life is easy. Life is joyful. Life is graceful. And this is what we get to share with everyone. So we're living in our holy purpose in every moment of every day and life is sweet and good. And we are clear There's no confusion, no distress, simply the unfoldment of peace and love and grace. And we are so, so grateful to have reached this level of commitment and healing and to share the benefits with everyone. 
also in this moment of recognizing that we can live in this kind of a flow. This is our true identity. This is where every single one of us is headed. There's not one of us that's not headed in this direction. We're cultivating a willingness to allow the higher Holy Spirit self to lead us and guide us. This allowance, cultivating the willingness to be in that allowance, is our motivation. One desire, we're cultivating a willingness to be motivated by one desire, the desire to know the truth about ourselves that liberates us from all suffering. This is our motivation. This is the highest motivation. Not to get anything which is coming from lack. If we're motivated by trying to get something, we're coming from lack. So we're cultivating the deep desire of the heart, which is, that holy motivation to live our holy purpose, which is to awaken to our divinity and share the benefits with everyone. This is the highest possibility for each and every one of us. So we're bypassing all ego motivation to be motivated purely and completely by living in the highest. And how good it is that we can be so grateful that we don't have to figure out how to live in the highest. Our daily walk becomes a walk of love and gratitude. Love and gratitude. Compassion is gratitude. Compassion is love. So we're cultivating the ability to come back to this feeling when the emotional body is upset because we're believing that we're not good enough something is lacking we can flip the switch and we can literally see a switch in your mind's eye just like a light switch flip that switch up turn on the light of your divinity that's how you partner up so Quite literally, every time in the future that you feel a slightest bit of the divine alarm clock going off, distress in the physical body or the emotional body or the mental body, worry, doubt, fear, shame, humiliation, sense of lack, limitation, anger, resentment, hurt, any of those emotions, Literally, in your mind, see a switch being flipped. Turn on the light connection. Turn on the light connection. How good it is. How good it is. 
turn on the light connection. So you literally can train yourself that every time you feel the slightest bit distressed in your mind, turn on the light. And literally, in whatever space you're in, if you're in your car, in your home, in your work, see if there's a light that you can turn on. Just in that moment, as a physical representation of, oh, I'm turning on the light of my divinity. I am partnering up. I am the light. How dare I think otherwise about myself or anyone else? Practical tools. Flip the switch. Flip the switch. Raise your vibration. Love and gratitude. Flip the switch. When you go to love, when you go to gratitude, you are partnering up. You don't have to figure out how to do it. You see, it's a very simple, mental thought in your mind, flip the switch, flip the switch. Now, one thing you can do to help yourself at uh, um, the 3M people who make Post-its, they make these heart-shaped Post-its. You can get a package of 100 of them for a couple of bucks. Right? Flip the switch on them. Make a little drawing of a light bulb on them. Partner up, you can write on them. Love and gratitude, you can write on them. And cover your home environment, your work environment, your car environment. Put them in your wallet, in your purse. Use them in books for bookmarks. Put them everywhere. You can do this. You can do this. You can totally do this. Simple, simple, simple. Because it's about you valuing yourself enough to retrain your mind. It's a mind training system. And we're getting into the heart through using our mind to train us to go into the heart. Cultivating the habit of love and gratitude puts us right back in our heart. If we're in upset, we're up in the mind thinking thoughts that are not true that we are believing. If you think thoughts that aren't true, you're identified with the ego and I will bet you dollars to donuts (laughs) that you will be collecting evidence, working as the ego's attorney trying to gather evidence to support the case and make the case and argue for your lack and limitation. And remember, if you're arguing for the lack and limitation of anyone in your life, you're arguing for it for yourself because there's only one. To have love, extend love. To have wholeness, extend wholeness. To have compassion, extend compassion. Let's take a breath. I'm going to invite you to think of a time recently when that divine alarm clock was going off so intensely that you felt like hurting yourself and sabotaging yourself, maybe self-medication. Can you think of a time when you just felt 
that divine alarm clock going off and you felt so raw, so just like absolutely like every nerve afraid in some way, deeply afraid, deeply angry, deeply hurt, deeply sad. That's a divine alarm clock going off. Do you notice that in that mindset you're gathering evidence and you are arguing for the ego, making the case, I'm not good enough. They should do it differently. I should do it differently. There's something wrong with me. This isn't working. I can never get ahead. I have so many problems. How am I going to fix this? And then do you notice that the distress, the divine alarm clock is going off so loud and you're not even thinking go to love and gratitude. Now, here's one thing. In that moment, there are going to be so many practices that I'm going to give you of things that you can do to interrupt that pattern. But for now, when you're in that pattern, do you notice what is the temptation to go to self-medication? What is the temptation to go to self-medication? And what, what, is your, what are your top favorite forms of self-medication? You know what they are. I know what mine are. So what is the purpose of that self-medication? It's to make it so we don't hear the divine alarm clock, isn't it? It's to make it so that we don't feel the divine alarm clock. To make it so that we distract ourselves from those thoughts of lack and limitation. We're trying to change the channel. But we're not actually changing the channel. We're just putting some distraction between us and that channel. And we're also affirming that channel because we are not turning the channel. So turning the channel would be to go to love and gratitude and some of the other practices that I'm going to give you that will help you to partner up and interrupt the pattern. But self-sabotage is what it's going to do is it's going to be self... I mean, sorry, self-medication is going to further intensify our identification with the body because self-medication is always a temptation of the body. All temptation is temptation of the body. So the eating, the drinking, the sex, the working, the working out, the cleaning, the shopping, all the things that are so popular as self-medicating, gossiping, getting on the phone with friends, meeting with friends, self-medicating with friends. Let me just ask you, do you want to be in relationships where the people are only in relationship with you because you are their medication? When they don't feel good about themselves, they come running to you because they know that you're going to be codependent with them. I used to do that. Not anymore. 
it's not healthy. It further identifies us with the ego. Because in that, when we are running to friends to help us self-medicate, they are our form of self-medication. Maybe it's a lover or a loved one that's our form of self-medication. We can think that we're getting compassion and love from them, but you'll know the difference. Sometimes they are a healing presence and they help. That's my intention. People come running to me for self-medication all the time, every day, every single day. So I know when that's going on, and I'm not codependent with anyone. I used to be codependent with everyone. (laughs) So now I'm not codependent with anyone that I know of. So even when people come running to me for codependency, I'm not codependent with them. I'm not trying to get anything from them. I don't need anything from them. I can just be loving and be compassionate. I can be a healing presence. People try to engage me in their codependency. And that's easy to do. And many spiritual counselors do that. So they are, when the client comes running to them for money, for healing, the codependent um, counselor uh, thinks that they need their client for money. That's codependency. So I I don't engage in that because that's not helpful for me or for them. It's um, a way of identifying with the ego. I'm not interested in that. That's a way of playing small. I'm not interested in playing small. So now you recognize what are your favorite forms of self-medication. It's really important to write these down and have them as clarity because we're going to heal the habits of self-sabotage through recognizing what these patterns are and interrupting the patterns and calling forth healing. You will be amazed at how quickly you can turn this around seriously in finding freedom and masterful living the people who do this work they blow their hair back by how quickly and how thoroughly they can heal these patterns and by healing the patterns of self-sabotage and self-medication same thing really all self-medication is self-sabotage so by healing these patterns A, they're no longer creating all that negative karma and mess that they have to clean up and deal with all the time. They're getting out of the hamster wheel of self-medicating and self-sabotage. And so now they have all that energy, which is a huge amount of energy, to invest in their relationship with love, in their wholeness, in the healing of their physical and mental and emotional bodies in the healing of their relationships, in the healing of their finances, in the expression of their gifts and talents and their creativity. Remember, too, we can self-medicate with complaining. Complaining makes you a crop magnet. Choosing love and gratitude makes you a love magnet. Be a love magnet. That's your true identity. Be yourself. Be authentic. Stop pretending that you're not 
the love of God. Stop pretending that you have problems that you don't know how to solve. There is that within you which knows the truth that sets you free. Value that instead of your problems. And the habits of playing small will dissolve. If you think you don't have what it takes, you're identified with the ego. Because we all have the same higher Holy Spirit self. Because we're one. And so the healing that Jesus experienced, you can experience. Remember Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He came as a way shower. Buddha came as a way shower. And Jesus didn't have to repeat what Buddha did in the same way. So Buddha, remember, was the prince born of a king, very much like the prodigal son. And he went off into explore the world of the body, the pleasures of the body. And he maximized that, right, the story of Siddhartha. He went into all the pleasures of the body. I really encourage you to read Siddhartha, Herman Hesse's book. It's so beautiful and so inspiring. Buddha went that way, and then he went the opposite, the pendulum. He went to the opposite swing of the pendulum, and he went to the place of such deprivation, a grain of rice per day, all kinds of incredible deprivation in order to disconnect his identification with the body. And then, sitting under the Bodhi tree, he realized, oh, the middle way, that's the way. And so we recognize that the body is a tool for our enlightenment, and we think of it as a temple, and we begin to treat it that way. So one of the greatest tools we have in our awakening, in our enlightenment, is the body. So yes, we are not a body, but if we do not value the body as a vehicle in the illusion, we're not harvesting the learning that Buddha brought us. Think on that. So we're one with Buddha, And we don't have to figure out how to harvest the learning that Buddha brought us. We simply decide, oh, you know what? I've been thinking about the body temple all wrongly because I've been identified with the ego. I'm going to identify with the higher Holy Spirit self. And I'm going to invoke Buddha as my teacher to teach me the middle way. So I don't have to repeat Buddha's excesses and deprivations. I can just start the middle way right now because Buddha and I are one. So the learning that he brought to all humanity, I can unfold it and awaken to it right now. That's that's the way I like to work. That's being incredibly masterful. 
And if that kind of mystical work really appeals to you, consider taking Finding Freedom and then following it with Masterful Living. Finding Freedom is the seven-week spiritual boot camp class, and then Masterful Living is the year-long class. Starts in January. And you can join it in the first quarter of the year, but I really encourage you to get on board and make the commitment as soon as you feel that you're getting a message from your higher Holy Spirit self. Ah, that that will work for me. I always say if you can benefit from taking Finding Freedom or Masterful Living or anything that I offer, your higher Holy Spirit self will let you know. So just honor that, honor that. If it's not for you, if there's some other teacher or program that's better for you, your higher Holy Spirit self will let you know that too. Honor that. Many people will actually go to a spiritual counselor and pay hundreds of dollars or a healer to have a session to try and get guidance, but you get guidance all day long. You really can tap into it. There's a great value, of course, in being with a spiritual counselor. I've been a spiritual counselor for um, many, many, many years because then in that environment, you're the two or more who are gathered Hopefully the spiritual counselor you would go to is operating at a much higher vibration than you are and has a greater experience of healing than you do. And so when you're with them in their energy field, that you will be pulled to that higher vibration and become entrained with them. And then you'll be able to access a higher level of wisdom through being the two or more who are gathered. But if you're just going to get information, you've got it all. You already have it all. So let's talk about the cycle of suffering. When we go into self-medication, and you know this, when you go into self-medication, you give in to it, whatever it is. In the beginning... It feels like it's the answer. If I if I go into binging on whatever, alcohol, sex, drugs, food, exercise, work, whatever, cleaning. There's so many. I know people who do every single one of those forms of self-medication. So the temptation to go into that cycle of self-medication is that it will distract you. You'll feel better. You need this. You want this. You deserve this. You're entitled to this. It's temporary. The self-medication is temporary. One more time isn't going to make that big a difference. Smoking, of course, is self-medication. Anything that would dampen our ability to feel the divine alarm clock is going to be a form of self-medication. It's running away. The divine alarm clock, that sense of, you know, you know, do oh, no, 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 no. You're identifying with the body. It's, you're not good enough. Lack and limitation. Ah, ah, that sense of intense physical and emotional upset. That's the divine alarm clock going off. If you go into self-medication in order to dampen that, 
you are denying the opportunity for healing it. And then you are affirming it. And so the higher Holy Spirit self has to work so hard again to create another opportunity for you to address it. And if you go into self-medication, your higher Holy Spirit self will just create another one and another one and another one. Because your divinity is relentless. You are having this human experience within the illusion to remember your divinity. So you can delay your healing for however long you want, thousands of years, lifetime after lifetime. Or, like I said in the beginning, you can claim your awakening now. You choose. How much longer do you want to suffer? And I really think it's valuable to know how much longer are you going to suffer. Like, make that decision. I'm going to suffer in this for five more years, and then I'm going to be done. I'm going to suffer like this for three more months, just to the end of the year. Make a decision. Or decide now. Now. I'm done now. Enough already. I'm going to invest in my spiritual maturity, my awakening, my spiritual integrity. I'm going to invest in love and gratitude. And I am going to get on a program of my healing. Now, what I see is many people will make that decision, but they don't have a program and they don't have a plan. That's why I feel compelled to offer my seven-week boot camp, Finding Freedom, and my year-long Masterful Living for people who don't have a program or a plan or don't have the ability to stick to it on their own. It was so hard for me to do it on my own. And believe me, I never felt... um, that I wanted to create a program for people. I never wanted that. That felt like too much work and responsibility. But my higher self said, do this. And I thought, no, I don't really want to. But then I just kept getting, do that. And then my teacher said to me, you have found the roadmap. You have found a roadmap that works. Share it with people. And through my sharing of it, I have found even more healing for myself. And I've also found my great joy. (laughs) It's my passion. It's my passion. But you see, I had to heal my own sense of worthiness in order to stand in my power and passion, my purpose. And I really do believe we all have the same holy purpose in our life, which is to be the perfect giver and receiver of love in every moment, every situation, every relationship. And then how that looks, we leave that up to God. Because it doesn't really matter as long as we're living our power and our passion and our purpose. Yeah, baby. So the cycle of suffering... We feel that pull 
to self-medication to dampen the divine alarm clock, which is to deny our healing, deny the opportunity that the higher Holy Spirit self is working so hard to create. So we we justify choosing self-medication. I need this. It's just this one time. I can't think about that now. This will help me. It's not so bad. All the justifications, there's a whole litany of them. Uh, we can make up any kind of justification. It, You know, it's all the same. It's just a, a lie to keep us identified with the ego. So then we engage in that self-medication, which has an effect on the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual bodies, right? It lowers our vibration, makes us feel more dense. So we become further entrenched in the illusion of density, the illusion of form, that we're we're a body. We become more identified with the body, so we have more of a sense of feeling stuck in the illusion, that we can't get out, that we're never going to get ahead. We have given the ego so much fuel to berate us with and affirm that we are not good enough, that we are unworthy, that we're spiritually stupid, that we're trapped, that we can never get ahead, that there's something wrong with us. And then we go into that cycle of negative thinking, berating ourselves, further identifying with negativity and the body and limitation, the ego. And then what is the temptation? The divine alarm clock is going off again more and more in the aftermath of that self-medication. A little hair of the dog. Yep, hair of the dog. And then we are a rodent on a wheel. Or so we think. And we begin to feel hopeless. Because here we are, we're taking all these spiritual classes and doing all this spiritual work only to undo it. That pendulum is swinging back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Not like the Buddha over the course of years and years, but minutes and hours. So of course we feel crazy and insane and undependable and unworthy. But no matter how vehemently the ego will tell us we're unworthy, it will never be true. So in this moment, I'm asking you to tune into that feeling when you feel tempted to choose self-medication as a form of self-sabotage. Who is feeling upset? What voice are you listening to? Where is your identification? Does the higher Holy Spirit self, which is your true identity, have to prove itself or justify itself or self-medicate? No. No. The pull to self-medication and self-sabotage is always an indicator that we are identified with the body and the ego. 
So let's look at how can we interrupt the pattern that's so intense and so strong. First, let's understand it a little bit more, how it works energetically. So if we could see what is happening energetically in our energy field, in our aura, in our chakras, in the whole energy body system of the physical body, emotional body, mental body, spiritual body, etheric body, all the subtle energy bodies, what we would see is that in every moment, our divinity, our higher Holy Spirit self, is cycling the energy perfectly of giving and receiving, giving and receiving, All that we need is given to us. Seek first the kingdom which is within. So that heart center, that heart chakra, when things are in perfect balance, meaning we're totally aligned with the higher Holy Spirit self, then there's the perfect flow of giving and receiving. We are the perfect givers and receivers of love. All of our needs are being met because Divine guidance is leading us to having all of our needs met in the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual bodies. In all possibilities, we're being divinely guided and led to the highest possibility in every moment. But if we are choosing to think thoughts of lack and limitation, then we're interrupting that perfect balanced flow of divine guidance and insight. So we will not be recognizing that the higher self is always guiding us to our perfect fulfillment of all needs, that perfect balance of prosperity and wholeness and harmony and peace and wisdom and creativity and joy and love. So if we're identified with the ego, then we're going to be out of balance. We're not going to be listening to divine guidance. So we're going to feel a deep sense of lack. And there'll be all kinds of evidence that we can gather to prove that we're lacking, that we don't have, and that we need. But it all comes from choosing thoughts of limitation versus identifying with the higher Holy Spirit self through a moment-by-moment practice of choosing love and gratitude. So if we choose thoughts of lack and attack, I'm not good enough, they're not good enough, things should be different, then we're going to feel upset, the divine alarm clock is going to go off, We're going to think that we're lacking. So we're going to look out into the world and think, my body is not enough. My life is not enough. My bank account is not enough. My relationships are not enough. Whenever we're identified with the ego, it's always going to be the same story. Not enough. Lack, lack, lack. When we're identified with the higher Holy Spirit self, then we're always going to feel divinely guided and provided for. We're always going to feel abundant and prosperous and healthy and harmonious. 
So you remember Jesus told us, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, those who are identified with the higher self will see and hear divine guidance in all its many forms. And we will see and hear the perfect path to our abundance and our prosperity. So for me, I've experienced this so strongly because by choosing, and it's not easy when we first begin this practice of love and gratitude, sometimes it can feel so excruciating because we're so entrenched in the thought patterns of the ego. But it's amazing how quickly we can unwind it when we're committed to it and when we have tools like group energy, prayer partners, and all of these things to support us in always remembering, always choosing love and gratitude. It gets so much easier so fast. The more dedicated and committed we are, the faster the healing happens because we don't have to make it happen. We, we only have to stop interrupting the patterns of wholeness by affirming the patterns of lack and limitation. So our natural state of wholeness is the perfect giving and receiving of love. And you can literally think of a perfect flow of energy spiraling in and out, turning in and out, the perfect flow right through your heart chakra and all your heart, your chakras. Now, if you hold in your heart a thought of not enough about yourself or anyone, a thought of the smallest limitation, it's going to create an interruption of that perfect flow of giving and receiving in your heart chakra, in your heart energy, in your energy field. It's going to be that pee under the mattress that creates a disturbance that echoes or ripples out throughout your entire life. It can't not do that. It has to do that. That is the law of cause and effect operating in your energy field. When you don't notice the disturbance and address it, you don't correct it, then you're choosing probably to affirm it, the negativity, and then the divine alarm clock is going off alerting you to get in and choose love and gratitude. That will immediately correct the upset. And But you have to hold to it in order to have a permanent healing, which you can learn to do. And then you'll be amazed because you'll totally even forget those patterns of lack and limitation. You'll literally forget them. No matter how intense they are now, you will forget them. I cannot, I seriously cannot remember what it feels like to to be me 20 years ago. I remember that I was in a constant whirlpool of lack and attack, but I don't remember what it feels like. I don't remember the pain and suffering and the misery. I just remember that I was in pain and misery and suffering because I haven't felt that in so long. I don't remember what it feels like. And I really believe that every single one of us can do this healing, and I love when we do it together. 
So what happens is in that you, you disrupt that energy balance that's naturally flowing, the kingdom, you interrupt the kingdom operating at maximum perfection. So you start to experience lack and limitation whenever you think lack and limitation, and that's where it starts, right there in your heart chakra. And then if you continue to think thoughts of lack and limitation and you believe them, you become upset and distressed. And if you continue to affirm and believe them, you'll become physically ill in one way, shape, or another. All of this is your higher Holy Spirit self trying to help you wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Answer the divine alarm clock. Don't hit the snooze button. Don't hit the snooze button. (laughs) Um, So then what happens is if there's enough negativity that's going unchecked, it becomes like a whirlpool, quicksand. And if you don't have the mental power to pull yourself out of it, you can collapse into that whirlpool and go into depression and despair and self-sabotage and self-medication at epic levels. Binging, purging, all that stuff. Addiction, compulsion, despair. Now, it's understandable. I don't know about you, but I have felt the power of that whirlpool saying, oh, just one more time, I'm going to self-medicate. And I've also felt that whirlpool saying, feeling the ego saying to me, I can't heal this. I can't overcome it. I don't have the power to resist it. It's so strong. I don't have what it takes. I just, I'm sorry. I have to give in. I can't do it. I am a loser. I'm on my own. There's no one to help me. And those thoughts. And I've gotten totally sucked into the whirlpool. That's how I end up wanting to kill myself back in my 20s. So we can see how the ego can say, Oh, just one more time. I just need to do this now. I just oh, I just feel so much better if I just have that drink, that ice cream, that cookie, that sex, that whatever it is. But it is the thing that that one moment is the only moment there ever is because the choice for healing is only ever now. It's never at a different time. It's always now. So we heal these habits and patterns of self-sabotage by choosing healing now. We have to, through the practice of love and gratitude, choose the healing right now. How do we do that? Here's a list of things that work. Love and gratitude, number one. Be grateful for something. Get, grab your journal or just start making a list. I used to do this when I was driving in the car. And I would just say, I'm grateful that the sky is so beautiful. I'm grateful that I have a car. I'm grateful that I have the health I do. I'm grateful I have this friend. I'm grateful for that friend. I'm grateful for that friend. I'm grateful that I have good hair. I'm grateful that I can pay my rent. I'm grateful that I am whatever. 
And I would do that until I just started to cry. And it was like a purging. Grateful, grateful, grateful. And I would say, I'm choosing love now. Help me, help me. I'm choosing love now. Help me, help me. I'm choosing love now. And I would begin to feel and hear and sense and know, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, divine guidance, inspiration. And the pull, the whirlpool, would subside miraculously. It would subside. Another thing, drink a big glass, 16 ounces of spring water. Always have spring water to drink. It's a new water. It has a totally different energetic effect on the body than purified drinking water. Purified drinking water is not so pure. Let me tell you, I've tested many different kinds of water. It's shocking how impure purified water is. Even spring water can be impure, but it's new water. Go for the spring water wherever possible. Call my daily prayer line. Call for the prayer for today. Get yourself into the prayer. Put it in your speed dial. Make sure it's always available. Listen to it again and again and again until you change your mind. You get out of the whirlpool. One thing that really, really works, get out in nature. Lie on the ground. Hug a tree. Walk around the block. Open the windows. One of the things that really helps is to have lots of plants in your home. Plants put out oxygen. Oxygen is helpful (laughs) to those of us who breathe oxygen. Another thing is to recognize any temptation to fan the flames of emotional upset. Like if you're feeling the fire rising of any kind of emotional upset or that particular kind of energy that depression and despair is and you start gathering evidence, love yourself enough to stop. Interrupt the pattern. Drink the spring water. Go for a walk around the block. Call for a prayer. Read one of my daily blogs. Read it out loud. Write a list of gratitude. These are the things that you do that prove that you love yourself. It's an act of love to interrupt the pattern. Love is the healer. It works. Notice if you are feeling upset because you've been wanting and craving. So in other words, not just the physical temptations of the body, but you've say, you're saying things to yourself like, I really want a lover. I really, really want that. I'm never going to have that. I need that. I want that. Or you have someone that you think you love, that you need, and you're needing and craving their attention and their touch and all of that. You're totally identified with the ego. You are in self-medication. And let me just ask you, would you like for your lover, your partner, to look at you and think, you're the best drug I know. I like to use you as my medication. That's the great thing about you is I can use you for medication. I'm not really interested in being in a holy relationship with you. You are my drug of choice. 
<laughs> we don't want somebody to look at us that way, so let's not do that to someone else. That is really, really, mm, that's unpleasant, so let's not do that. For me, one of the things that I thought was my power, because I was so identified with the ego, is I would think, I have the power to ruin my life. And I would be self-destructive because that was my power, to ruin my life. That's a form of self-sabotage and self-medication. Some people act out against God. And it's that kind of shaking their fist at God. God, you're not loving me the way I want to be loved. You're not giving me my cash and prizes and all the things that I want. So I'm shaking my fist at you and you take this. I'm going to destroy my life. I'm going to destroy my body. I'm going to drug myself. I'm going to identify with the ego. You take that. But, that's what the ego will say to us. You see, God isn't helping you. God isn't answering your prayers. God's forgotten about you. God doesn't care about you. I care about you. I'm going to protect you. You listen to me. I'm going to help you get that stuff that you want. I'm going to help you get that stuff that you're craving. I'm going to help you manipulate that person to love you. You listen to me. I'm going to help you. God doesn't help you. Where's God? When you're suffering and you're craving and you're moving into self-medication and self-loathing, where's God? God's not helping you. The only thing that's going to help you is me. That's the voice of the ego. The ego, it does have a devilish feeling, saying, you know, forget about God. God's not helping you. God doesn't care about you. But, you see, the ego will try and teach us that God is an old man in the sky who doesn't really care about us, that God is a a neglectful parent, a parent who's not listening. The ego will say, you have to throw an epic temper tantrum to get God's attention. Let me show you how to do that. And then when God doesn't answer our prayer the way we think we want it answered, The ego will say, you see, the heck with God. God's not here. God's not helping you. You are God. You are the love of God. You are the mother, father, God presence. You are it. And that is your one responsibility in this world, to choose love and gratitude so that you end that whirlpool and remember your true identity. And this you can do. All rebelliousness is in the rebelliousness, rebelliousness against love. <sighs> love is the authority in your life. When you're identified with love, you can feel that authority, and it's yummy. It's not a disciplinarian. It's a profound support. It is your healing. So you've got ways to interrupt the pattern, to recognize the pattern. Let me just say that healing the habits of self-sabotage depends on your willingness to interrupt the pattern. You make yourself willing by raising your vibration with choosing love and gratitude. 
your spiritual practice is the most important tool you have in your life. I'm inviting you to recognize that the only investment that's worth investing in is the kingdom. It's your spiritual practice of living in the kingdom because all else will be added unto you. I am experiencing that every day, and it is miraculous. It is extraordinary. I never, never imagined that it could be so good and that it could get this easy. But it can and it does, and it's true for you, and I am so grateful to walk this path with you. So I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart right now and know that there is that within you which perfectly knows how to correct all the patterns of self-medication and self-sabotage. You have everything you need. It's pre-installed. Your only responsibility is to choose love instead of the ego. And you can do that. So we place our hand on our heart and we take this breath of love and gratitude right now. And we cultivate our willingness. We place on the holy altar fire of God's love all forms of self-medication and self-sabotage, all thoughts of lack and limitation. We are willing to remember our true identity to partner up to be divinely guided and led to our healing in every moment of every day. And in grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful to allow our healing fully and completely, to accept it now and forever. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I love you, and I thank God for you. I'm so grateful we're walking this path together. I'm so grateful that we are attaining enlightenment together. (laughs) As I think of it every day, I work for God Incorporated, and I'm so grateful to be so divinely employed. So I know the same for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you again for investing your precious heart in your healing. It lifts us all. If you'd like more support, please go to jenniferhadley.com. I offer the free gift of daily prayer and inspiration by means of my blog, which I call Spiritual Espresso. Sign up today and you'll join with people from all over the world who are in a powerful prayer circle together. Spiritual Espresso is a great support to keep your mind open and focused on love every day in every way. Thank you for being my prayer partner. I love you and I thank God for you. (laughs) Yes, I do.